All right, folks, for the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can get all of our old shows. Survivalistpodcast.org is the website. And anywhere where fine podcasts are available. Uh, so, folks, I know you guys want to do a little bit of housekeeping here before we move on to the news and all that. Uh, I know you guys have really enjoyed a lot of the Rumble live streams. We're going to keep doing those uh, probably on the weekends. I'm going to do at least one uh, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, those live streams are a lot of work. And, yeah, you know, it's running the live stream. It's, you know, after it's done, editing it, getting it back up there on Rumble, getting it on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, actually, last one I didn't post on YouTube because I got so many views on Rumble. So, uh, you know, they're a lot of work. So, but I do want to say, I know you guys liked it and we're going to continue to do those uh, probably once a week or something like that. I'm going to do it. But like I said, it's going to be a regular thing. But I, like I said, I'm only going to do it uh, once a week. I can't do, uh, you know, more than, I can't do every show live. It's a lot of work. It's a lot to do. And like I said, it's just too much. It's just too much on me. But like I said, I, I do want to get uh, the podcast out at least at least twice a week. And like I said, I want to do at least at least one live stream. If I can't do the, if I can't do the live stream, at least I'll do the podcast. But like I said, I, I do like doing the live streams. I really like the interaction I have with you guys, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, like I said, I want to thank you guys. I know you guys have, a lot of you guys have said you've really enjoyed all the live streams, and I do appreciate that. And we're gonna do more of them. So. Plus two, a lot of stuff going up on the, the other reason too, but the live streams that's tough is a lot of stuff going up, going on on the homestead right now. Uh, gonna already, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe it's already going to be April, the, uh, the end of next week. And I'm already thinking about what I got to do for next winter. I got wood to split. I got stuff that we're going to do uh, as far as taking the kids hiking and stuff like that. And, you know, we're, we're starting the fishing season and then, you know, we got a bunch of other stuff going on. It's just you know, it's it's springtime. Certainly, we're starting to hit spring now. We officially are in spring, but you know, there's a lot we have going on. So, but like I said, I'm going to do my best to try to go ahead and get the live streams done as much as I can. But like I said, a lot of stuff going on here in the homestead. I got some windows to put in. Like I said, I have some firewood to split. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff going on as far as uh, we got some trees to plant. Uh, I got some fencing to put up. There's uh, quite a bit to do here on the homestead. My wife has already turned over her garden. Uh, she's going to start doing that. So it, it's, unbelie- it's unbelievable how quick and how much it really piles up and how much stuff there is to do, not to mention the kids and all that with school activities and stuff. Uh, you can tell it's springtime already. Uh, only a couple months left of school. It, it, it's unbelievable when you, when you really look at it, just uh, how quick it goes by. And now we get into spring and summer and you know, we spend all year preparing for winter, and now we spend all spring and summer preparing, and fall preparing for the winter. It's it's pretty crazy. So, but like I said, we do have a lot going on here on the homestead. Uh, just like I said, I have a bunch of projects ready. My list is is grown. Hopefully, I get to as much of it as I can this year. I, every year, I always bite off uh, more than I can chew with this, and every year, the stuff I don't get done that I want to get done. And the key is when you are working on a homestead is to try to make, you know, give the things you want. I've said this in previous podcasts, you have things you want to do, things you need to do, and things that you have to do. So uh, it's a very important thing. Like I said, we've already got a list of stuff that I need to do already, and I've already started. Like I said, I got a couple cords of firewood I got to get done. That's something we have to do. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I have to get the fencing up. I have to get the windows replaced. I have to, there's a bunch of things we got to do. So uh, also, too, I'm also working on, uh, we just, there's an old, old, older home and uh, really drafty, so I'm going to be looking at insulating and stuff like that. We have some insulation and stuff like that we need to do. Uh, there's just so much to do here, and there's always something to do on a homestead. So 
Uh, like I said, get your list ready. We're getting towards that time of year. And, uh, you know, don't forget to enjoy yourself too a little bit. You have to take a break and sometimes just enjoy yourself. Go fishing or go on vacation, whatever you think you need to do to uh, gear up because it's, you know, all work and, and no fun is not exactly a good thing either. But like I said, we got stuff to do. Pretty soon I'll be mowing the lawns on the weekend and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's unbelievable how, how quick it comes around. But like I said, also two folks I do want to say below, as always in the links below, there's links to the locals group, which is uh, the group you can join. Uh, you get additional content, you get additional offers, you get a lot of additional stuff that you don't get uh, on the regular podcast. Like I said, if you don't have to join, the podcast will always be free. We're just giving you some additional content. Uh, please join if you can. It's five bucks a month. If you can, that'd be great. Help support the show, help keep it going, helps keep it free. And also, too, as well, uh, we have the link for the tip jar down there. A couple of you guys just said you don't want to join. You just wanted to give tips. We have the tip jar there uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So I do uh, want to go ahead and bring that up. I'm also going to be adding a, a link as well to the bottom of it for our for a sponsor that we have for Blackout Coffee. They are a sponsor. They also well support our veterans with their business. Uh, they're basically like another Black Rifle, uh, but Blackout Coffee is a ball affiliate. So, like I said, we have Blackout. Like I said, we have uh, Blackout is one of our sponsors, but they also uh, support the troops, uh, just like our friends over at Black Rifle. So, uh, I'm going to put their link in the bottom as well. Uh, if you do buy from them, it helps support the show. If you know me, I'm a huge coffee drinker. Uh, I think they're a great product. I've been using their Keurig stuff. But like I said, I'm very happy with them. Like I said, really, if you can buy from them, I'd really appreciate it. It does support the show, but it also, more importantly, supports our troops. And like I said, I, we are not going to have many sponsors on the show. I've already said that a bunch of times. And we're going to continue to not have a lot of sponsors on the show. But these guys, uh, they reached out to me, and I think we can both benefit from them uh, as a sponsor. So we're going to go ahead and use use them as a sponsor. I really love the fact they support the troops. You know, I'm really big with that. All of you guys that know me know I'm a very big supporter of our veterans. We don't do enough for our veterans in this country that do their service to this country to keep it free. And this is a way of, like I said, I was really happy to see what they're doing. So I was very glad to be able to work with them and support them. So like I said, that link will be in the bottom of the show notes as well. Also too, we all know that there was a big Trump rally. I don't, I mean, the news has been all over it all day. Uh, Not really sure. I'm going to talk about a whole lot about it, but uh, Trump is the 30th anniversary of Waco. Uh, those of you that don't know, uh, if you guys don't know what Waco is, some of you guys listen, maybe a little young to remember it. I was a kid when it happened uh, in the 90s, so I don't remember a lot of it. But uh, if you do want to watch it, there is a show on Paramount Plus. Uh, I believe it's on Paramount Plus. I, I may even be on, on some, of the, some of the services. You can find it online called Waco. It's actually a, a miniseries. It's like six episodes. Uh, it walks you through the entire thing that happened with Waco. Uh, back when it happened back in the 90s. Uh, it's very good. It's very, a lot of it is true. There's a bunch of big name uh, actors in it. And it actually is actually a really good series. I recommend it. And this way you can kind of see what happened, especially people like me that remember it, but are too young. And some of you guys, I know are even younger than me. Uh, you may not, you may not even born when it happened. If you're, So it's one of those things. Go ahead and, and watch that series, Waco, and kind of see what's going on with that. And so you can kind of have a better idea what's going, what happened in, in Waco. So, but anyway, Trump had a rally there. I guess in the media has been up in arms about it. Uh, I don't agree with some of the stuff that happened today. If I'm being honest with you, he had uh, Ted Nugent there. 
Uh, he had, you know, the, the, the my pillow guy. They had a national anthem by the January sixth group. They they sung the national anthem. He has handovers, heart, and all that kind of stuff. And they showed pictures of the the January sixth people. And I don't know. I just really feel that it was. You know, I don't care what your feelings on January sixth are, but be as it may, whatever it is, I don't think we we should be either way. Him running for president, I don't think it was a good idea for him to bring it up. Uh, I don't I don't think it was appropriate. I don't think anytime I don't care what they say about the Capitol, or whatever like that. Anytime big bunch of people, do, you know, I again I have my, my I have mixed feelings on January sixth. I really do, but either way, it wasn't appropriate for him to indemnify them. And, and kind of make, try to make martyrs out of a lot of those people. Some of those people were wrong in what they did. It was inappropriate behavior regardless of what they did. I mean, come on, taking a poop in somebody's office, really? I mean, how that's not appropriate anywhere, let, I mean, let alone the Capitol building. Uh, a lot of those guys going in, stealing podiums, stealing stuff. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was appropriate. It was looting. Um, and, you know, it, and he needs to be careful with what he says to his supporters because, you know, a lot of these people are diehards. They will do whatever he says. And the fact that it was at Waco is kind of creepy, considering Waco was actually a cult leader. Uh, Dinesh was a cult, was a cult leader, and the fact that these people that follow Trump sometimes are kind of culty. Not all of them, not all of them, but a big chunk of them are, especially the ones that stormed the Capitol. And knowing that uh, a lot of them will do whatever he says uh, is kind of creepy. So the fact that it was in Waco, I think, was maybe, I don't know if it was supposed to be symbolic or not, but either way it was, and it was kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. I found it kind of creepy, especially being the 30th anniversary of Waco and stuff like that. But either way, be as it may, he had it, and you know, he, he pointed out the January 6th people. I don't agree with things. I don't agree with that. You know, Ted Nugent played there. Uh, he called the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, a homosexual weirdo. Uh, again, just not none of it. None of it, the things he does is, is appropriate. Uh, I just don't. You know, they said the my pillow guy is, is needs people because he's going broke trying to support Trump and this whole thing. I don't know. I just this whole thing with him. I mean, I really supported him at the beginning when he was running in 2016. And I supported a lot of things he did during the presidency, but after the presidency, some of his stuff I don't agree with it. There was no reason for you know. A lot of stuff that happened on January 6th, there was no, I mean, I know both sides after the election because of COVID, you know, they both, both sides, what, you know, had lawyers, stuff like that. And then they were, you know, the recounts and the recounting and the recounting and the, this, I mean, I know, you know, and they wanted to make sure and all that. And, and, you know, then the whole thing with the fake news. And I, I just think that I'm not saying he's not right, but I'm not, I'm just saying, I think a lot of it. I know. I think. I think. You know. I think he his biggest problem is his mouth and what he says, not thinking before he talks. I don't like DeSantis. DeSantis won't be getting my vote because I don't. I think he's. I think he's another one that I just don't agree with, and I don't agree how wishy washy he is. Uh, you know, the GOP primary is going to be starting up real soon. He's trying and like hell to to not say anything bad about Trump because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to turn off Trump's voters because he knows that if he wins he's going to need that base if he wants to beat if he if he wins the you know the Republican primary he's going to need that base if he's going to want to beat Trump so he's trying to be very cautious about what he's saying what he's doing you know people in Florida love him but i mean that that's where it ends you know i mean i he doesn't have a lot of support outside of florida maybe he'll get florida but you got you need a lot more than one state to win the presidency so 
I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with him going forward. And, and if he can, if he even has a chance against Trump, maybe he'll get Florida, but I don't know if he'll get, you know, a lot of other things. So we'll see what other states, so we'll see what happens with that. And now, you know, this whole thing going on with, and the other problem is too, is Trump's coming into this thing with a lot of baggage. Obviously, you know, they had four, you know, they've had what, four years to, to find stuff on him to try to do things so he can't run again. And now they have that whole thing where he, last week he thought he was going to be, you know, in jail or he's going to get arrested. Now they're saying he, they, it might be this week they're saying, and they have another jury they have another, what they have another thing where they're meeting, uh, they have more witnesses now, and now they have that everything going on with uh, Trump's lawyer saying that uh, this is a, a different a different case altogether. They're saying now they have a thing with Trump's lawyer where uh, they they're poking a hole in the whole thing with a lawyer uh, lawyer kind of privilege, saying that Trump lied to him. So now. Uh, it's not really lawyer-client privilege anymore. They're going to make Trump's own lawyer testify him, which is uh, kind of shaky ground, something that's never been done before. But now that's come up in the news. That's a story that hasn't got a lot of press, but it's been uh, in the news quite a bit. Megyn Kelly talked about it on her podcast over on Sirius. And she talk, and now that so now you have somebody the first, one of the first times ever you're going to have lawyer-client privilege is going to be broken, which kind of sets a precedent, which she was talking about where his lawyer might have to say everything that he was told from Trump and, and that whole thing now. So that's a little more baggage he's going to have coming in. And that's if everything doesn't come out with, you know, this whole thing in, in New York, which is, again, they're they're They reconvened and they're trying to see what they can do with that. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. And in the picture of him with that bat that he put up on Friday, and then they were saying, you know, they, he took it off of True Social because I guess somebody had said that could be possibly one of his people would have said that could be construed as a death threat. So they, he took it down. That's what they're saying anyway. Uh, you know, so he he's got a lot of baggage going into this too. So DeSantis and him, I'll be curious to see what happens going forward here over the next next couple of over the next. It's going to be an interesting Republican primary, and it's going to be another mess. I can almost guarantee it. So we'll have to see what happens there. What time will tell. Obviously, anything with with law or anything with the government, it always moves slow. And like I said, I'd be curious to see what what happens. But like I said, the big thing I want to see is what's going to happen with. So apparently, the the reason why this, I mean, it's not illegal to pay somebody to be quiet. It's illegal to pay somebody out of uh, out of campaign funds. To be quiet. Now, Cohen, they're saying they have proof that Cohen didn't pay it out of his fund, out of campaign funds. He paid it out of his personal uh, money, which isn't a felony. But then the problem is now, if if the campaign paid him back, that is a felony at the state level. But if they if they did it and then try to cover it up, now it's a federal thing. So, uh, if you really want to hear more about this, I really recommend listening to Megan Kelly's shows uh, from Millie, Megan Kelly's show from today. Uh, the reason why I say that, I mean, she obviously doesn't need my publicity, but. She's uh she is a lawyer and she had a couple of lawyers on that were explaining it and I'm not gonna lie I'm not a I'm not a law expert at all uh, she's got a little more of a law degree she was a lawyer and like I said she had a lawyer on her show who was able to really uh, you know explain it a lot more in detail so if you really want more information and even if you don't have Sirius that's okay her show is free the Megyn Kelly podcast is free every day. 
Uh, so if you don't have satellite, that's okay. You can go listen to our podcast. And there, there's a lot of good information on there as far as the uh, the law and how the law works with, uh, and all that and how they're doing this. It really was a lot more in detail than I could get. So please uh, go ahead and listen to that if you really want to get in-depth what's going on. It's like a two-hour podcast, but uh, it's very informative, and it'll give you a lot more information that I can from more of a higher level of the law. But I thought that was uh, quite interesting listening to her. And then, obviously, of course, we have, of course, Getter in the news this week. If those of you that don't know what Getter is, Getter is a another is another Rumble. It's another uh, True Social. It, it, it's more of like a. It's more. I would say more like a Rumble than than a, than a True Social. But it's kind of like social media mix, meets live streaming. It's it's actually very. It's actually pretty good. It's a good idea. And apparently now they're saying that the there are a couple Chinese business people that were involved in Getter. Uh, are in trouble because they and they're gonna have their they're gonna getters gonna lose all big one of their big backers financially so they're wondering uh, what's gonna happen with getter and the use of what they're promoting and and that they're they're talking about possible Chinese uh, you know owning that and and why is it okay for the Chinese to own getter when it's a right wing platform but not okay when the Chinese own something like TikTok and and actually I have to be honest with you I didn't know Getter was was backed by a, a bunch of Chinese backers uh, business well, apparently they 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 say they're Chinese businessmen but uh, you know who knows if the Chinese government has their hooks in that so uh, I thought that was an interesting conversation like okay well if Getter's owned by by Chinese why is it okay well is it because it's right wing and not left and not left-leaning like TikTok. I, again, interesting conversation. I did not know that Getter was owned by, you know, by the, by by a couple of Chinese businessmen with the backers. Now there has not been any investigation into Getter. I probably won't, especially with a Republican house and Getter is, and the other thing too about Getter, it's a much tinier platform then I mean we're talking much tinier, but a fraction of the size of TikTok, and it doesn't really do video. It really, I mean, it does do video because it's live streaming, but uh, it doesn't really do anything. Um, it's not. It's not. It is, a, it is a creator platform. I shouldn't say that because it is a creator platform, but it's more of a live streaming platform. The people that are on there are big names. Uh, I, I'm not going to name Alyssa. It's just there's tons of them on there, but they're they're bigger name shows with bigger audiences and stuff like that. So. Uh, like I said, it's not like a little, but but TikTok. The thing, the thing, the thing that's interesting about TikTok is the audience demographic is different, and I think that's why it's it's a bigger issue because Getter is is going to be more aimed at the 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 Republican uh, older the older Republicans. They're not older, but like you know the that more that you know eighteen and over crowd where you have TikTok, which is for the more younger generation, and and you know and more the. Uh, it, it's more ge- TikTok is more geared towards that younger group, um, the chill, you know, the kids, and, and they, that's what they always say. Oh, the kids, the kids. That's always what they say when they want to go after something. But uh, you know, it is more aimed at the right wing. Getters more aimed at that right wing, older demographic. You know, the eighteen and over demographic, where TikTok's more aimed at a younger demographic. So uh, I think that's part of it. And with the Republican House, and with the way the right wing doesn't have a lot of media. Uh, you know, a lot of big media sites. I, I don't think uh, that's going to be, if they're not going after Rumble, they're sure as heck not going to have to Getter. But apparently Getter, uh, like I said, there's a, uh, you know, 10, you know, they apparently saying Getter dolled out 
tens of uh, tens of thousands of dollars to right wing figures, including Trump, Trump advisors, Bannon and others, contractors uh, to be able to bring them on together uh, to be able to build, build their platform, because I know that is he is one of the ones that are on there. Uh, you know, apparently, like I said, there's uh, a lot of other people that are on there. that are very right wing and they're saying that, you know, this is, um, you know, if they're not, you know, they're saying they nearly have 7.5 million users, which is nothing compared to TikTok's. I think, I mean, billions of users. So it is a much smaller platform, but I get what they're trying to say is, is why isn't that being investigated? It's got a Chinese backer where you have TikTok being is, but you're talking, I mean, that's a fraction uh, of the cost, a fraction of the user base and a fraction of the cost to run something like that compared to something like TikTok. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't think anything's going to happen with Getter, but apparently like some of the backers are Chinese and one a couple of them got did get in trouble and they might lose some of the backers. I don't think the site's going to be anything. They're not in any danger of it being, you know, taken down or anything like that. But, you know, like I said, it, it is it is interesting. Uh, Elon Musk says Twitter's worth half of what he paid. You know, I got to say, he, he, part of that is the way he's really, he's lost a lot of advertisers. He's lost a lot of support with that. Uh, you know, and I, I don't necessarily think that's all Twitter's fault. I think some of it's the way it's been run. I've often said many a times that, you know, he's kind of the reason why it's in the situation it is right now. Because uh, the way he ran it and a lot of things he's done. And, you know, I, I just think it's been, you know, Twitter, Twitter first of all, Twitter really catered for the longest time to the left. And then, you know, when Elon Musk took it over and started catering to the right, he knew he was going to lose a big chunk of his user base. You know, he lost a lot of people to Mastodon and, and, and Fediverse and, and a lot of those other places where a lot of people that, that liked Twitter went, uh, he didn't lose everybody, but he lost a, a big, I, I bet a large chunk of his audience, probably, you know, millions and millions of users, and which doesn't sound like a lot, but you're looking at Twitter only had like 120, 140 million users, maybe. Uh, they said 300 million, but I, I, a lot of people said it was a lot less. Even he said it was a lot less. So he lost, you know, probably a big chunk of the users to there. So I would say probably it is worth a lot less now because there's a lot less users, a lot less advertisers. I think Pepsi still advertises on there, a big advertiser. Uh, he's got a couple of big ones on there, but... And definitely, without a doubt, he, it definitely is a much smaller audience than what he had, lots more user base than what he had before. But I will say that uh, I definitely think that it's, I, I don't, I think if I would say, I would rate probably Twitter, probably the biggest uh, right wing uh, service so far out of any of them. Uh, definitely. Uh, much bigger than uh, you know anything like Rumble or or Getter or any of those, even True Social. I mean, it, way bigger than even True Social. But so, but I definitely think he did lose a lot of his audience, or a lot of his user base. But uh, you know, a lot are probably going to go there, especially if Donald Trump starts using it again. Uh, another things, you know, because I know a lot. There's been a lot of thing about is he going to lead True Social and go to Twitter, and I don't know. But either way, he definitely is a much smaller audience than the other one. So let's we'll see what happens, uh, you know, going forward with with Twitter. But I, I think Twitter is it definitely. I, I definitely think he's had a cut back. There's definitely been issues with the platform. There's been issues with the way it's run. He's had a lot of layoffs. So that's so. I mean, it's you know, it is a smaller platform. But again, it is you know, it, at least you know, 
it, it's the probably the biggest one out of all of them now, as far as the right wing goes. So, so another interesting thing, those of you that don't know that uh, that uh, live up here in uh, Pennsylvania, like myself, uh, we don't live close. We have our own well, thank goodness. But uh, Delaware River, there was another big spill. Now apparently, uh, they're telling people in Philly do not. Uh, drink the water. They're telling people to get tap water. All the stores, all the companies that distribute water, they're all taxed right now because everybody in Philly is trying to get water because they're not going to drink their own water. So, and I'm sure, you know, just like anything else, just fear mongering. Everybody's probably running out to buy water. Uh, I would imagine usually when something like this happens, uh, you know, we always keep, we always keep at least, you know, 50 gallons, we always keep at least, at least, probably 25 to 50 gallons of water here just in case of, but uh, anytime stuff like this does happen in a big city where people don't have their own wells, they are relying on city water. I can almost guarantee you the national guard is going to come in and people are going to have to go there with their jugs and, and fill up water. So that, so I mean, I'd imagine, I mean, it's going to, I'm going to imagine if, if they can't drink the water and the water supply is contaminated because of this spill again, uh, the national guard probably will step in. They usually do. It, I've seen this happen a few times before in the past, uh, places like Jersey City and things like that where the water, they can't drink it. Uh, we had a couple of years ago with that uh, city with the rusty pipes they couldn't drink. So the what will happen is is eventually the, the you know, like I said, the National Guard will come in and say, hey, you know, we're going to step in here for a little bit. And, you know, and that's kind of what happens. So uh, I wouldn't, uh, those people, I feel bad for them. It definitely stinks. You can't live, you know, much without water. You can't really live without water. And even just taking a shower, I don't even know if, they, I don't even know. I don't know they're not supposed to drink it, but I don't know if they can shower with it. They haven't, I have the article up right now. There isn't, it just says don't drink the water and tells people to drink tap, don't drink the tap water. But I, I don't, I wonder if, I don't know if they, it doesn't say if they can take a shower or not. I'm, I'm looking through here because you, you would think if you can't drink it, you probably shouldn't bathe in it either, or at least keep your mouth shut when you're, keep your eyes closed. If you're, but I, I don't know. They haven't really said that. That's always something I'm, I'm curious to see too, is, is if they can, if they can't. I'm drinking. They shower with it. I'm not. Not doesn't. None of the articles say. I'm sure there'll be an announcement sooner or later. But, um, like I said, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. Let's say I'm reading through the articles right now. It doesn't, it doesn't say if they can bathe in it or not. It just says make sure not to drink any tap water. So, curious, like I said, we see what happens. So, uh, I'm sure there'll be more information as we, you know, as we go forward. But I do feel bad for those guys. Uh, also, too, folks, a couple of things I do want to say. I got a couple of emails, too, uh, last week, or a couple of messages, too, during the live stream that I didn't get to. Uh, I wanted to just bring up. Uh, first of all, somebody had asked about uh, what what the, about early warning systems. What do I think? Um, you know, as far as early warning systems, I, I personally, I, I don't. I have we have an early warning system here. We have two dogs, um, which are kind of our uh, our early warning systems. Anybody comes to the door, anybody comes near the property, they both start barking like crazy. And I really do like that. It gives me an extra second to you know let us know somebody's here and they're not. Uh, so like I said, we, we use the you know we have the dogs, but they you know for for kind of an early warning system. But the I know a lot of people I know like friends of mine they have things at the bottom of their driveway that when you come in it bings that you know somebody's pulled in. Uh, I know I have a lot of friends that have other early warning systems, but the problem is if you have a big acre of land, uh, how do you, you know, th- that whole big area, if you have, you know, it, you know, just picture your property in one big square, one big circle, you can't necessarily, you know, make an early warning system for that whole thing. So 
Uh, you know, I think I think the biggest thing you have to do is, I mean, like I said, if, if you are somebody that has that has a dog, uh, you know, that's probably the best thing because anytime because dogs are much better hearing, they can alert you. There are ways to train your dog to alert you when they hear noises. Uh, so I think, like I said, I always recommend if you're if you're worried about an early warning system, I always say get a pet. Um, it's a dog, especially one like a, like a, like uh, any, any kind of beagle or any kind anything that's gonna make a lot of noise. You're gonna hear it. So I always say that. I just want to tell everybody uh, there are things you can do for early warning systems. You know, people say you can get a trip lines, but then you promise somebody trips in your apartment and gets hurt, then you're gonna be sued for it. So. You know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, you know, in this day and age, you're, you know, Dan, if you do and Dan, if you don't, you know, but um, I always tell people the safest early warning sign is a dog that's, in, that, you know, that can bark or something if they hear somebody coming. But like I said, they do have systems out there. Somebody, you know, crosses your driveway, you can get a bing, an alarm or a bing or a, a warning in your house. Um, they do have stuff like ring nowadays, which I know a lot of people, there's a lot of controversy about the ring doorbells, but if somebody's at the door, you can get a thing on your phone or the alarm in the house goes off, uh, all those kinds of things. But as far as if you have a big property, you worry about somebody, you know, I mean, you could put up fences, but somebody climb over the fence, not really a warning system necessarily, but, uh, there's a lot of things you can do. Like I said, I do know people that do have, have had trip wires where it sends off an alarm and stuff like that. You know, I again, you got to be careful. People fall, get hurt. You can be sued, your homeowner, some of that. But you know, the, the I've always told people the best warning system is 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 a dog. I mean, I I feel they feel that way. Even if he's friendly, and then people say all the time, "Well, what if my dog is friendly?" It doesn't matter. He's still gonna as long as he barks. That's all you need. It's all you need to do is hear somebody to bark. That's all you need. Um, to get an early warning sign, you know what I mean? I mean, you're not talking. I mean, now if you want a guard dog, that's you know different. But uh, just as far as just an early warning system, um, any dog that that barks when they hear somebody will will do. So uh, that's why I tell it's probably the safest thing. Maybe not the, maybe not the cheapest thing, but uh, it is kind of the the safest thing without risking somebody tripping and falling and getting hurt or something like that. And if you just want something to for your driveway, something simple, something basic, uh, they do have alarms for that. They do have alarms for people at the front door. They do have ring doorbells. They have things like that you can put just for alarms if you don't want to get a pet. But I always say the dogs are the best early warning system. So. Uh, that's something you know you could do. The uh, the other thing somebody had asked was, and I thought this was kind of a kind of an interesting question. Somebody had asked about uh, taking classes in learning about uh, you know how, how to grow things, how to how to how to set up a, a food system, some of that. There are uh, agriculture classes uh, up here. Again, we are in you know we're really out in the country here, and so there are. Uh, agriculture classes and stuff like that. They actually even offered at the local high school. Uh, one of the other high schools not too far from here, they actually have a whole agriculture class uh, that's actually part of, uh, you can part of like their Votech because we have so many farms up here. Uh, they do have that. If you are interested in any of that stuff, uh, I recommend before, before you spend the money on taking a class, uh, maybe if you want to look on YouTube, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that you can find that's uh, free and won't cost you anything. If you're really interested in that, you kind of go down the rabbit hole with that. Uh, they do have, there are other things you can do. Uh, I've heard of company called like like um, Permio Ethos, and I've heard of uh, some other th- other things as well. I'm not trying to think of the name. There, there are any of those, cor- there's lots of places you can take courses online if you Google it. Uh, there are online courses that people make that you could take. There are actual courses you can take at colleges and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot you could do. 
like I said, I've heard of companies called Permeo Ethos, which that's all the kind of courses they sell or that. And those are actually online or in person. And the in-person classes I know are very expensive because you actually have to fly out to somewhere and they actually teach you how to do it. I've seen those. I have never taken one, but I have heard of them. Uh, like I said, there are other classes as well that I see. Like I said, there's places online. Skillshare, uh, if you look on there, I'm sure there are tons of play- people that have courses online for that. Like I said, YouTube is a great source to start with. I'd recommend starting there, at least with YouTube. Uh, and, and kind of going down the route and see if you like it. So I would say watch it because there are tons of agricultural videos online uh, that you can watch and, you know, really at least kind of get your get your foot wet you know, your feet wet in it. And then, like I said, there are also, like I said, up here we have, again, cause we're a very rural area. So up by us, you know, there are college, there are actually courses that they actually offer up here for it. And then, like I said, there are actually Votech and things like that, that you can get involved with up here. Uh, if you're in the city area, you may have to just rely online, but go ahead. And like I said, look it up on YouTube and like I said, Skillshare, a lot of those kinds of websites, there are people that make agricultural courses that you can actually watch and learn. Uh, and a lot of things that I that I, I actually did take some of those courses uh, when I was curious and a lot of things I didn't think of, a lot of tips and tricks, some of that. And like I said, I learned a lot too by watching watching YouTube and stuff like that. So uh, like I said, I would recommend starting there first. So you kind of, uh, like I said, see if you got a feel for it, if you like it, if you can't even do it. I know myself, I'm not going to lie, I don't have a green thumb. Uh, I mostly rely on, my wife does a lot of the gardening. I would plant trees, uh, stuff like that. We've had good luck with the hydroponic systems. Uh, you know, we've done those over the years. Uh, they're not as much work, but we've had good luck with those over the years. Uh, some of the indoor hydroponics even we've done over the winter in the garage and stuff like that. So there are things you can do, uh, like I said, that you can try. And there's things we you will have luck with, some stuff you won't have luck with, and you just got to try it and go with it. Like I said, I really recommend just start with YouTube and 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 and, and some of that, and just really, you know, try some things, see if you like it, see if you're good at it, uh, before really diving in head first. Thinking. And you might want to go down the rabbit hole. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, also, to podcasts, there are tons of agricultural podcasts. Uh, there's tons of agriculture radio shows too. I know you're going to be like, "What?" Um, but there are. Um, I know there's a there's a PA farm. I think it's a PA farm country or something like that. dot com. There's a, a weekly agriculture. He actually does. A, I think. I think it's actually five days a week. It's an agriculture radio show. It's like two hours a week, and he talks all about. Um, uh, he has all different farmers on, all different people on, and they, they talk about agriculture, talk about farm equipment, talk about all the, I mean, it, you know, and again, it's, a, it's like a niche thing, but it's very, very good. And I really recommend, if you if you really want to get into it, uh, I, I really, really recommend that's a great resource to start with. Uh, you know, not everything he does is about agriculture. Some of it is about, you know, country radio and so that. So it's not all, you know, there are some episodes you got to skip over, but... You know, he does a great show on agriculture. It's a very niche thing, but he's done a great job with it. And like I said, he's he's actually broadcasted, I think, in over I think you know on, on over two hundred radio stations uh, in in most of the the ur, you know, your urban areas. I knew sure you could listen to him online, but I know he's got like I said, I know he's uh, a really good one as well. I've listened to his show before on the radio. Uh, like I said, it, it's it's you know agriculture is is a really tough thing. It, it's a very niche thing. But uh, if you really want to get into it and learn how to do all this kind of stuff, uh, I know that's a great resource. Like I said, I know him personally. Um, he's a good, he's a friend, and I know he does a great job. Like I said, not everything, 
you know, is about, you know, it, it's one of those things where you kind of, you know, some of his shows are about music and stuff, so you have to kind of shift through it. But, uh, you know, he does a good show. Also, too, uh, if you're up, if you're in a rural area or you want to take a vacation to a rural area, there's tons of summers coming up. There are tons of farm shows. Uh, they're just like regular trade shows. There are tons of farm shows you could go to if you want to get into this kind of stuff. Uh, I recommend that. That's something you can do. Uh, any of the fairs, uh, there's always a lot of farmers at a lot of the state fairs. Uh, go to any of those. Talk to those guys if you really want to get into it, if you want to learn something or find out where you can learn how to do it. Uh, that's another great resource as well. So I guess there, there are a lot of things with this. It's a big industry. You just have to find what you're into, what you want to do, and then find the right people. And as long, you know, and like I said, this is kind of a niche thing I've noticed, where in the sense of some people are very into a certain kind of agriculture, they're into a certain kind of growing this or a certain kind of growing that. And it, it is, like I said, the big thing. You just got to sort of start where you want to start and, and go from there. Uh, there. I found, I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole just on just on the hydroponic systems you can go down the rabbit hole on on just chicken farming you can go down the rabbit hole on on uh you know field growing and and corn all i mean all a potato there are just so i mean everything has its own little niche in, in any kind of agriculture there are guys that just specialize in the agricultural equipment uh like i said you, you really want to go up. like i said there are a couple of good resources i gave you uh go ahead and check those out like i said the radio show is pretty cool because it's free uh, the YouTube YouTube is pretty cool because it's free. Uh, before you really think about getting a class, just listen to some of those shows and see if you if you really enjoy it, really you're into it, and and, and is it what you thought it was? You know, the worst thing is to spend money on something you really don't like. So I think that was a really good. But I wanted to get into that because I thought that was really interesting, especially knowing that there's a radio show that's across the country that's like an agriculture show. I think that's really neat, uh, especially. You know, you know. I know radio, FM radio is going to be a tough thing, but the fact that an agriculture show can make a go of it, I thought was really awesome. And uh, he's a really nice guy. And please, like I said, look him up if you are interested in any of this, uh, any of that stuff. It uh, actually is pretty cool. And there's a lot of really good information uh, for any of you guys that are interested in agriculture. So go ahead and look that up. There's one other question I got that uh, I've answered it before in the past, but I haven't answered it recently. Uh, that when I, that I, again, these are some of the questions I got after Rumble went on. You got again, if you guys send me any kind of comments or anything like that, I, I read, I do read all your comments. Anything you guys do, even on the podcast, I always read the comments or try to reply back to them. So, uh, somebody asked me too what I'm doing this year on the homestead if I'm doing chickens, if I'm doing swans, if I'm doing ducks, what am I doing? I'm not really sure yet. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff planned right now that we're going to be doing this year on the homestead. I'm not really, usually I get the chickens and I do the, especially with the cost of egging right now. I have done chickens the last couple of years. I'm not sure if I will or not this year. My wife and I are talking about it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I would like to do the, my wife likes the, likes the chickens, uh, but the ducks also were handy too, because the ducks would, you know, they would use the little pond, you know, the little pond pools we have out. And then, and, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, I would just water my wife's plants with it. So it was a big water saver. And also too, my wife had great plants because the ducks were using the, the water all day and she got a, you know, good fertilizer from it. So uh, the ducks were much easier. They definitely were. Um, made it easy with the watering and stuff like that, especially since my wife did a small garden. I don't know if we're going to do that again this year. I, we may. I mean, now the ducks are nice. They serve a double purpose. They lay eggs, and they also served as fertilizer. But I'm not really sure if we are going to do that again this year. 
We may just go ahead with the regular chickens just because it's easier, it's cheaper. Uh, like I said, and the other thing is too, we do have some land that we're trying to get, uh, you know, uh, so we can use it for other things besides just dirt. So I was thinking about fencing the chickens off in there this year and kind of letting them roam free in there all, you know, all summer long and into the, you know, going into the winter. So this way we could, uh, you know, really get, you know, really, uh, you know, get that land fertile for growing. But I'm, so we're not really sure yet. We're still kind of kicking around. We got to make a decision soon, but we still have a little time with that. The only thing bad about the ducks is unlike chickens, they do, they, they really do destroy a lot of, they do, they do destruction too. They eat a lot of the vegetation and stuff like that, where chickens mostly just peck and scrape and kind of do what chickens do, which make the land rich and, and fertile. Ducks are great. Yes, they do fried eggs. They do buy fertilizer, but they also have a tendency too to really do a lot of damage too when it comes to some of my plants and, and they chew on all the different, this is the leaves of the trees. So, the ducks are great. They are a lot of fun. They're adorable. The kids loved them last year and the year, but uh, you know, they, they can, they do a lot of damage, um, as well as uh, serve a purpose too. So I'm not really sure. We might just see the chickens cause it might just be easier. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, the only thing bad about chickens is you got, you know, they, they go all the place, they poop all over the place. The same with ducks. So I'm not really sure yet what we're going to do. We're kind of talking about it. My wife and I kicked the ideas around. And uh, we got to make a decision soon, but uh, like I said, it's we haven't decided yet. But there's there's a couple, you know, we haven't decided yet. Like I said, I, I don't have the the other problem is I don't have the the shed and all like we had uh, the shed we had to tear down because it was falling apart. So I don't have the shed for them anymore like I did. So I have to re I have to re fence off another area. And the other fence we have, we're using for the dogs because a lot of times we let the dogs outside and they they like to run around on the fence all day when it's a nice day outside. So I'm using that fence scenario now too for something else. So uh, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with the ducks. I have to either eat with the ducks or the chickens. I'll have to just, you know, fence off a different area. So we're, we'll see. I'm not, we might not even do it this year. It depends on what I do. I still have all the stuff from it. Uh, I just like, I still have all the the cages and stuff like that if I really want to, but I have to really decide what we're going to do. Like I said, I have a lot to do and that's something else to take care of. And while I think it's great and like I said, the eggs and all that, especially with the cost of eggs and stuff that, but uh, it's something else to do when I already have a pretty full plate this year of stuff we're going to do here on the homestead. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. I'm, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, I don't know yet. Uh, we're going to have to make a decision soon. It depends on my wife, too, what she wants to do and, and how much she's got going on, too, this summer. She does do some volunteer work and stuff like that in the summer. so And she's also helping out with her dad as well. So it really depends on on what we got to do and, and what she's doing and, and all that. So, like I said, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, that was something, another uh, comment that somebody had said wanted to know what we were doing with that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I want to do it again, but it's, it's, it is a, a lot of work. So uh, we'll see. And the swans were fun because they were really pretty, and, and I really liked them. But they they didn't actually lay as many eggs as, as they should have. Um, like I said, they were the swan. I don't think I would do swans again. They were expensive, and they really didn't lay as many eggs as they were. And they, some of them were kind of nasty and stuff like that. I would probably do the ducks again, though, or the chickens. But I, I don't think I, I can almost guarantee you we're not doing the swans again because they were just they were pretty and all that. But like I said, they were. I don't. Know, I just didn't. I don't. I didn't really care for them too much. If I'm being honest, the swans didn't care. The ducks were fun. The chickens were fun. The kids really loved the ducks and the chickens, but the swans were. I just didn't care for their temperament. Maybe I just got a bad batch. I don't know. But, uh, but like I said, we'll see what happens uh, going forward. 
Uh, somebody asked me, the last question I talked about Spitfire, somebody asked me how many cords we go through in a winter. It really depends on how we, we run the fireplace mostly all the time and run it pretty high because it heats the whole house. So we, we go through about maybe three, four cords of wood a year, probably maybe three or four, but closer to probably three. But like I said, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it depends on the size of your house and what kind of fireplace you're running, how high you're, high you're running it and all that. We, we like it because it's a big money saver, uh, especially since we do have a lot of trees that we took down and stuff like that. So uh, but like I said, we ran, we did quite a few. Uh, we went through about three or four cords. So I uh, put about, about half, about three cords. I think about half a cord left. So, but yeah, so like I said, that's, you know, that's the only two. It's, it's, you know, it's cut, it's, it's splitting it, stacking it. It's a lot to do. So like I said, it, you know, when you have a lot to do, so maybe you have to figure out what you, you know, don't have time for. And fortunately I, I, it, you know, some projects are just gonna have to wait cause that has to get done. So, but I want to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, hopefully I will see you guys. It'll definitely be a podcast this weekend, but uh, hopefully there'll be a live stream on rumble. I want to thank everybody for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.